Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. It is your host, Danielle Delaney, coming back for not only a new episode, but a brand new season. This season on The Mom Files, we have some great people that we are talking to, some exciting adventure moms, some getting some information about gentle parenting, all sorts of really great informative things that I am so excited to share with you. It has been a minute, but let us dive right in. I am joined by Erin Mathis, who is a style coach for women. Welcome to the Mom Files, Erin. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Um, you work with women, obviously. You um, you're building that um, that confidence, helping women to style style their bodies. But have you always had a passion for fashion? You know, that's a good question. I I have kind of. I mean, I was. I was pretty clueless until about middle school. And, and then I started to kind of wake up to fashion a little bit. <laughs> it was funny because my mom was always super glamorous. So, you know, I do have that. I was kind of discipled in the ways of glamour. I'd be walking out the door a little bit later and she'd be saying things like, oh, honey, are you sure you don't want to add an accessory with that or you know, touch up your blush? So, you know, it's pretty extreme. Um, but you know, in middle school, I kind of, um, I was, I didn't have any friends. I was super shy. I share about this in my TED talk. So check it out. If you want to see the before and after, check it out. But I just, over a few years, I had a pretty dramatic transformation. And then I realized the power of image. I just was like, wow, this is really, this is really making a big impact in my life. And that was when I kind of started to think, wow, if I had a magic wand, you know, what would I do with her? What would I do with her? So I was already, my wheels were turning. And then throughout my life, I, I definitely enjoyed style and beauty and fashion, but I would kind of like style myself for the next role that I was stepping into. And it gave me confidence and it helped me move into that role with more credibility. So well, it's really, it's like an art form, like the yeah. textures and the colors and you can, you can really transform something with all of these sort of beautiful pieces. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I actually studied graphic design, so I'm an artist. I've always been an artist. And one of the things I love to draw from like a little, little girl was pictures of women. And I love to draw like women and, and design clothes and, you know, so clearly that was like going on. And then um, I just, yeah, I was a graphic designer, which is very visual. That's all about visual communication, but more like on the printed page or on the computer, on the website. And then I happened to uh, meet and marry a guy whose mother was an image consultant and an author. And so that's really how I got into the business. Oh, that's so cool. So you did mention, um, your TED talk. So it was, um, the power of image to transform your life. What was that experience? Like just being up on that stage? It was terrifying (laughs) and, and incredible. 
I, uh, I, I'm so thankful. I am so grateful for that opportunity because I just had said, I want to start speaking and I want to put it out into the world. You know, that was actually right before the pandemic hit the year before the pandemic, but, um, I put it out into the world and an opportunity came to me. Would you be interested in speaking at this TEDx? And I said, hell yes. I'm sorry. I was so there. And so, um, I, yeah, it was, ter it was terrifying. I practiced so much and, um, it was a, probably an audience of about 600 people and, um, it went really well. And afterwards I felt amazing, but right before I walked down that stage and anybody who's ever done any public speaking, I thought I was maybe going to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to pass out. I didn't, my heart, like it was so terrifying. I was a theater kid growing up and like that before the curtains open, you're just like, I'm going to die. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> totally. There's nothing like that feeling of just a room full of people and all of their energy. Yeah. And then knowing and that it what connects, you're say, when it exactly. Connects. You hear the laughter, you hear, you know, those moments that you hoped were going to connect. Yes. And you hear that and you just go, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, you, you just touch one person and you're like, that's what I was here for. Yes, that's right. That is absolutely right. So what brought you, so you mentioned, um, your mother-in-law and sort of, she was a, an image consultant, but what brought you to the field of not only helping women with on the outside, but really then taking that and turning it to impact what's on the inside and helping build that confidence and just shining that inner light outside. Yeah, that's, you know, that really happened to me as I went through my kind of forties, like midlife crisis. And, um, I don't know your audience is like maybe a little bit younger moms. Is that right? Like thirties? Is that your, do you know what we're, we're a little bit of everything. Yeah. Okay. I was a young mom. I had kids late. So I had like young kids in my early forties and that was kind of, you know, the timing was, it was, I was so grateful, but it was also kind of rough because, and if you're not, if you're listening, you're not there yet, just, you know, hold on. I hope you don't have it. Like so many women I have known in their forties, but you know, you're hitting the hormonal roller coaster of perimenopause. And I had young kids and I had a career and I was kind of feeling, I was feeling burned out. I was running this international style company, the style core. And yet I had lost my a sense of myself, you know, just taking care of everybody else. Yeah. And I was the last on the list. So I know no matter, you know, any mother, especially moms and other women can just relate when you're putting everyone first, whether you're caretaking a family or you've got a really demanding job or all of the above and, um, or, ki you know, kids as well. So I really went through a tough period. I struggled with depression and anxiety, and that's something genetic that was thankfully handed down in my family. But, you know, so I, I was battling that and, um, I was about, I was overweight. I was carrying a lot more weight than I'd ever carried and just not feeling good, not coping that well. So we had this photo shoot for our company website and if anybody can relate, who's ever had to go get a photo shoot, you know, you're just like, oh, I got to get ready. I want to put out photos into the world that are good. And I just realized, um, I really need to kind of give myself a makeover before this photo shoot. So I decided to just embrace my body as it was right then all the curves, the extra weight go out, go shopping. You know, I did consignment. Like I didn't spend, spend a fortune. I 
consignment stores and got the clothes tailored to fit my curves really beautifully. And that's the key. You know, it doesn't matter what size your body is. If the clothes are balanced and they fit you right, it's great. Yeah. So we did this photo shoot. I kind of gave myself this whole makeover and I actually changed my hair color. I had gone kind of darker, like a light brown, which is my natural color. And I didn't feel, I didn't really feel like me anymore. And um, so I went blonde. I got hair extensions. I gave myself a makeover, did this photo shoot. And let me tell you, it was like a transformational experience. So I worked on the outside, right? I was still kind of in a funk. I was depressed, but I did all this stuff investing in myself on the outside. And guess what happened? Like it kind of shifted something internally. It just gave me this new confidence. It kind of helped shift me into a new season and helped me get through that, that like midlife crisis. You know, it wasn't like the only answer, but it was part of, it was a tool that helped yeah. kind of give me more confidence and step out and feel confident. And there was this one day where I was walking my daughter to preschool. We lived in Los Angeles, actually like in Hollywood. And so I was walking with her. We got to walk her to preschool. And um, this, this was right after kind of, I gave myself a makeover. I had one of the outfits on. Yeah, it wasn't like super dressy, but it was just a, an outfit I felt good in. Yeah. And a, a guy stopped me in the street with the big old camera and he's like, oh, um, excuse me, I am a photographer for a street fashion blog. And I'm wondering if I could shoot your picture for our fashion blog. And, and it was such a, it was flattering. And it was yeah, like a moment where kind of like, wow, all my hard work. And, you know, that was just validating. It wasn't like the only thing, but it, it felt good that a fashion photographer was like, and I knew I felt pretty stylish that day. So um, I actually have a picture of that day. I took a selfie of me and my daughter to kind oh, of- Oh, I love that. But yeah. So that's a little bit of my story. Like why so personally, I know the power of really struggling internally. Yeah. Investing in yourself in some way, right? And for me, that was like putting together, um, embracing my body as it was, and then having that like really shift- shift things for me. Yeah, absolutely. Which is something, I mean, when you're going through pregnancy, your body changes, you're growing, you're growing another human. Yeah, totally. And the thing they don't tell you is that it doesn't just snap back, but mm -hmm. also your hips are never going to be in mm -hmm. the same place again, because like you physically a human came out of you. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not possible. So yeah. you may never have those clothes that fit you before perfectly fit your body again, because your body is just not the same shape. It was, I mean, my daughter is six now. And this summer I just finally removed three years ago and I still had a suitcase full of clothes that I have not touched in three years. So I didn't need them. And just finally was like, no, I'm going to go through the closet because it being overstuffed with clothes, I know I'm not going to wear. Yeah. Doesn't make right. me feel good. So yeah. let's clear that out and then let's make space and go shopping and try the clothes on and then just gauge how you feel in them. It doesn't need to be like step out into the mirror, this whole thing. But like, if it genuinely feels happy on you, then get it because totally, you don't need to yeah. feel 
frumpy and lumpy in your clothes anymore. Mm-hmm. You bring up such a good point. And that's one of the things that I, I work with women because our bodies do change in different seasons of our life. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to really assess that every, every year or two and say, where am I at now? What's my shape? And, uh, once you, you know, when I teach my, my clients, um, and I've got a, a program where I teach about different body types and once you can assess like what my current shape is, then, you know, how to balance that and flatter it now. So what worked five, you know, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago for your body shape, your clothing, even your hair and makeup, that's probably, it might not be working now. So it's really yeah. important to just take a fresh look and especially women, you know, late thirties, forties who are kind of maybe hitting that midlife crisis or that a tough spot or going through transitions. They want to reinvent their career. It could be divorce. It could be the kids are moving out. You know, there's all these different transitions and we have to go, who are we now? And how can we bring ourselves into the world in a way that sparks joy in us and helps us be perceived how we want to be perceived to meet our goals? Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, universally on a global level, everybody's going through a transition right now as we've went, you know, the pandemic hit, everything shut down. Now we're all homebodies. Everything is opening back up and maybe your office is opening back up and now you're transitioning back into business attire. I went Mm -hmm. from every day in the heels and the like full look to leggings and about a hundred different variations of a t-shirt with mom right now (laughs) being like okay well there's more to me than just that yeah and let's Uh, find a balance in between mm -hmm. those two things Mm -hmm. and then reinventing reinventing the wheel again yeah it was a fun break it was a really kind of a fun I mean you know the pandemic's not good but the silver lining was we got to wear yoga pants for a year or two and, you know, slippers every day for, you know, and I think they universally became socially acceptable, which is really nice because, um, that was long overdue. That's right. And so I appreciate that, you know, that, and I've always been all about comfort. I, you know, I'm home-based, but I've always been able to do the comfortable, but, um, then there comes a time where after we've been inside and we're starting to get out in the world again, I hear a lot of women asking or thinking about what I kind of am ready for a fresh reinvention. I'm ready for some inspiration. I want to wear some clothes and, you know, that make me feel inspired and beautiful and attractive. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's time to do that. Absolutely. (laughs) And you were saying that thing about, um, put on something that makes you feel good. And so, when I work with my clients, I, I teach this really fascinating exercise that I learned from my mentor, Carla Mathis. And she's worked with thousands of women all over the world in all different countries. So this is something that she discovered to help people get in touch with their heart when it comes to style. So it's called discovering your style archetype. And I have my clients choose pictures from art nature, interiors, and exteriors, nothing fashion related. Just choose pictures that you visually love that bring you joy. When you look at them, it could just be like this cave with aqua blue water. It could be a picture of a 
horse running free on a pasture. It could be a picture of interiors that just make you feel so happy when you see them. And then you, you sort of reflect on those pictures and you say, what, is, what are the visual qualities that bring me so much joy in that picture? And you might say, it's the color of that turquoise water and the shine. It's that, you know, contrasted with the rugged rock walls or for the interiors, you might say it's the order and how the lines are so clean and straight. Or somebody else might say, it's how quaint everything looks and homey, you know? So everybody has these things that they love visually. And so I help my clients connect with that and we identify those qualities. And then I help them bring that into their style in a way that, and even their environments, but like, let's bring these qualities because these are the qualities that are your heart, your soul. And that when you get to look in the mirror and see that in your style, it will make you happy. Isn't that amazing? I love that. And it, it's such a great way to really be reflecting on who that person is and making style so individual to them, as opposed to this idea of like, pulling this off the rack. It looks great on everybody. Just doing a trend. Yeah. Because the trends, the trends just don't work on everyone. I mean, they're fun, but yeah, you, you, it's important to find out what is it about style that expresses me and my heart? Yeah. Not only to other people, but just that I put it on and I feel alive because, you know, getting dressed is like a work of art. Which is something I feel like as we become adults and grown ups all of a sudden we almost start muting ourselves yeah. and everything becomes very, you know, Oh, I have to go to the office. So I'm wearing my, my pencil skirt and my blouse. And that's, it is what it is a nude heel. Cause it elongates. Um, and I, I look at my daughter, she's, she's six. She will wear a dress. She has a park dress. She has like the bigger, the tutu, the better. She loves dressing up. She loves expressing with color. She'll sit down in her notebook and she, she'll draw out what her dream wardrobe is for a week of picnics or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And just the joy she has when she walks into a room and she's put together an outfit. And I always think to myself, I, I remember being like that as a child, but when did I lose it? Or why, as we get older, yeah. do we, do we lose that sort of creativity in really such like a basic thing that we have to do every day? That's right. Getting dressed. And we do, you know, at a certain point we start, well, life gets in the way, but we start caring more about what other people think, you know, in middle school, it's like, I don't want to stand out. I just want to be the same as everyone else. I mean, there's of course the exceptions, but, but yeah, it's, that's one of the questions I ask my clients is describe an outfit that you loved when you were a child, just love to wear this outfit. Now tell me about this outfit in full detail, because that was your heart. That was your expression before you started caring about what other people thought or what you thought you were supposed to be or toning it down because you didn't want to stand out. So that can give us clues about our soul and how we can express that through style. I love that. What is a fashion trend you wish never existed? Oh my goodness. Yes. There's some good, some good bad ones. 
it's the torn jeans right now. I mean, the torn jeans. And I have a, I have a 14 year old, no, I have a 12 year old, almost 13 year old daughter. And, you know, we have to go to the mall to spend a lot of money on a pair of jeans that are like destroyed and they're not going to keep her warm in the winter. Nothing makes me feel more like my mom than when I'm like, why are you buying pants that are already ripped? I know. And like ripped and, you know, tattered and like they're really, this year. I mean, this trend this year is like really, really. And I mean, honestly, I mean, some people have the personality to pull that off. Like they're edgy, they're maverick. They're like, I'm not going to play by the rules, you know, and that so works for that person. So I wouldn't say a blanket, like it's, it's wrong, you know, but then I'll see like a really elegant woman and then she's got like these jeans and the knees are like completely like gone and they're just like torn. And I'm just like, is that, what, does that like really express, you know, what you're wanting to say? (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean for you? Are you doing it just because it's a trend or because you truly like, like, no, I'm edgy. I like breaking the rules a little bit, which that I'm totally on board with, you know? And I am in, so we're, I'm in Ottawa, Canada. So one of the coldest places. Oh yeah. Um, And we will have days where it's like minus 40 Celsius and people are out there. Like you'll see the teenagers with these ripped jeans and you can see their skin turning purple while they're outside. And I'm just like, why? For a trend. Because they will suffer to and be, there's yeah, like a group of them. So there's no way this is some sort of individual. Like I feel yeah. this in my core style because yeah, you all just walked out of American Eagle together with the same pair of jeans. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was me last week walking out of American Eagle with yeah. my daughter, going, I cannot believe it. Just you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's goodness. it's you know, trends, they are, they can be fun, but I just really encourage people to be mindful. Like, you know, do you really want to do that trend? Is that fun for you? Is that expressing a part of you? Then great, get on board, but like, don't do it just to be accepted or just because everybody else is doing it. And I understand that some people will say like, I'm just clueless. I don't know what looks good on me. I don't know. So I'm just going to go to the store and I'm going to point to that, you know, mannequin. I was going to say, just bring me my size. And that's what I'm going to wear. Cause I don't know. And I understand they're doing the best they can do. So I just love to help people go on a discovery process where they go like, what's my heart? How can I express that through style and what colors and clothing is flattering and balancing so that when I wear it, there's a visual harmony. That's one of the terms we use is creating visual harmony. So, yeah. Now, what are some tips then for figuring out what your body shape is and then what's going to accentuate it in the right way, the good way? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, there's all kinds of resources out there. So, you know, people can Google what's my body shape and you'll, it can be overwhelming, right? You'll come on all these different, you know, terms. There's some universal terms that, you know, hourglass, but then there's like pear, you know? So anyways, I, I have kind of, as I've been working with clients for over a decade, I finally did something where I, I took my, the methods of my mentor, who's amazing and has practiced on thousands of people around the world. And I put it into like a simple seven step 
online course that you can kind of do over time. So you can just take a little bit. But one of the sections is just, hey, here's the eight different body silhouettes. And here's how you tell what yours is. And I have this whole process and it's really fun. You can upload pictures and interact with it. And then there's, there's a guide for here's all the styles that work and support your silhouette. So I've tried to make it really, um, really accessible. Anybody can do it. And um, yeah, so that's one way to do it is to get in a style course like mine, or, you know, definitely you can Google and you'll find all kinds of different advice, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> it does. How do you figure it out? There's, there's some different ways. Yeah. Now, is there um, accessories? Mm -hmm. I always am like, am I over accessorized, under accessorized? What would you maybe suggest, especially moms, because it's if you in the younger kids stage, mm -hmm. my son is always and my daughter was the same, but always like grabbing at my earring, grabbing at my necklace, anything they can get their hands on. So mm -hmm. what are some ways to maybe still be able to accessorize so that you're feeling a little blingier about your day yeah. without looking I don't want to say like gaudy but like without it being bad yeah <laughs> exactly I mean I totally went through that phase so earrings are tough in that phase you know you might need to take a break <laughs> from earrings if you have a really handsy little kid but if you can get like some uh, necklaces or pendants that are sort of kid friendly you know I mean like it's fun it's artsy they're not going to destroy it if they're touching it uh, the other thing is you can do uh, bracelets and bangles, but again, if you've got young kids, they need to be a little sturdier so that a kid can take it off and play with it and put it back on and you've got your accessory. It's also a toy, it doubles as a toy. <laughs> or like a, a ring with like a really fun pop. That's a, a great way to just add. And it's a little harder for a kid to get a ring off. You know, they might play with it on your finger, but you could get kind of a fun, bigger ring, you know, not just like a delicate, but like a bigger, more statement yeah. ring. So um, headbands and in terms of like picking accessories that can be really overwhelming for people. So I teach women to look at their face and identify the shapes in their face. There's like triangles and there's like almonds in the eye and there's, you know, like my nose kind of has a little bit of an arrow shape to it. So I can really do like little arrow and chevron shape accessories. So once you identify the shapes in your face, then you know that there's there's a pattern there and if you repeat that shape in your accessories it creates kind of a pleasing visual harmony so i help my clients analyze their face shapes and then how to translate that into accessories i have never heard that before but it makes mm -hmm. so much sense mm -hmm. exactly oh i so love that yeah now we are heading into fall. Mm -hmm. I think we're a day in, maybe two days. What are some things going into fall that we should be looking out for? Hmm, like fashion wise? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I'm excited for fall because I get to pull out some different clothes <laughs> and wear pants again. I don't know where, where we are. It's pretty hot. Like you don't really wear pants during the summer. I'm in Northern California, but um so let's see for fall what can you be looking out for well um good question I'm trying to think 
I mean, I don't know if it's quite scarf weather yet, but you can just begin to do more layers. And there's a lot of fun things you can do with layers. You can pull your little jacket out, you know, start to wear warmer shoes. So I don't know, I'm trying to think specific fall tip. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of coming up empty on like a specific fall tip, but it's just a fun time to be like, bring more layers out and the warmer clothes. Um, you know, you can start to have fun with scarves, things like that to accessorize. That's I definitely the layering mm-hmm. that it always just that, that feeling of being like cuddled with your accessories just feels really lovely. Mm-hmm. I saw, um, somebody today on, on the gram and she was, she posted in her athleisure and she was just like, I feel so confident going into a store and I can buy, I can pick out these things so easily, but it is so overwhelming to walk into a store and look for clothes outside of those comfies Mm -hmm. and figuring out what's going to look good, what, or, or even just sizing in stores can be really overwhelming because you walk into one store and you're one size and then your four size is bigger in a different store, mm-hmm. which I find, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't think you have that issue in immense clothing. I think mm. like if you're a 36, you're a 36 across the board. Mm-hmm. Whereas with women, it can really become this struggle. And then it becomes very difficult in your confidence as well, because you go one place, you're a medium, the next place it's an extra large. Yeah. And that just makes it really overwhelming and stressful. So what are maybe Mm -hmm. some tips to, to counterbalance that anxiety of having to go shopping? Yeah. You know, I think that was a really long winded question. And it's, you know, it's not a super simple answer because I think with knowledge comes greater freedom and time saving. So I just like to like equip people, you know, to know like these are the styles that are going to work for your body. And these are the ones that aren't. Don't even bother with looking at the, you know, flare pants because those don't work on your silhouette, you know, or you need tapered pants to sort of bring it back in. So I think getting more knowledge about your style and what can work um, is is helpful when you shop because you end up saving time and money. Another, another tip, kind of a proportions tip. I have this um, online course that's called Your Million Dollar Look. And right now I'm preparing and getting ready to teach this module all about your body proportions and how to apply that to outfits. So once you know like a few basic tricks, it can really make a lot of outfits look better. For example, a lot of women want to make their legs look longer. And so, you know, either they have short legs or they just kind of look an outfit, they go, oh, my legs, you know, I want them to look longer. So of course, high heels is one of the ways that people elongate. But what if you don't want to wear high heels? You know, what if we're kind of over high heels, which a lot of us are, how can you still elongate your legs and feel that kind of lengthy elegance, right? So one of the ways is to be sure and show your waist in some regards. So you can either tuck and blouse the top. 
put a little vest or jacket over. If you're self-conscious about your rear or your thighs, you can put a little another layer on the side, but you're still gonna show that little bit of waist and that's where your legs begin. So people visually see your waist and that's where your legs begin. So if you're wearing a long shirt or a long jacket, it goes down to your thighs. That's kind of visually where your legs begin. So they make really your legs look you really short. Yeah, it makes your legs look really short. So that's a, a really big style uh, mistake that a lot of people make. They'll look at an outfit. 90% and go, oh. sure I make that most days. Yeah, and they'll look at an outfit and go, it just, it looks boring. And part of it is because proportions, when it's one-to-one, like one on the top, one on the bottom, it's really boring visually. There's this thing called the golden ratio and one-to-one is boring. So if you look at an outfit and you go, this is boring, most likely the proportions are off. In other words, it's one-to-one and you need to change the proportion. So your top is like two parts and the bottom is three parts, for example, two to three, right? Or three to five, if you kind of break it up into parts. So, or one to two, that's a more simple way to say it. One part to two parts. So that's a way to instantly get some pop in your outfit is to make sure you're showing some waist. Even if you just tuck like a little piece of your sweater into your waist and the rest is going down or you have a little belted part. The other thing that you can do to make your legs appear longer, this mostly works indoors when you don't have to be super warm outside, but is have your sleeve length be three fourths instead of full length. If you're standing in front of a mirror and you have long sleeves and you have short legs, your legs will look even shorter unless you have your sleeves either tailored or rolled up to three-fourths. Does that make sense? It does, which is funny because pre-kids, I would always just have my sleeves down because I didn't need to have them rolled up. After kids, I'm all like, my sleeves are always rolled up and then I'll look in the mirror and be like, am I taller? Like what happened? <laughs> That's it. It's a visual trick. I sense. don't quite know why it works that way, but I guarantee you, you take an outfit, everybody who's listening can do this. Take an outfit before and after. Okay, you're gonna take your picture, have somebody take it or do a selfie to the side in a full length mirror and have a regular outfit where you've just got like a shirt or a sweater and it's going down to your hips or your thighs. Yeah. And the sleeves are fully long and just stand there and take a picture and then change up the outfit and take another picture where the sleeves are three-fourths and you're somehow showing your waist, whether you've just added a belt or you've tucked in one layer and bloused it. Trust me, it will make a huge difference. And once you know this trick, it makes so many outfits look just more interesting. Yeah. And you just kind of go, that's better. Why didn't I get yeah. that? So well, simple. then it instantly takes it from looking like you've just put clothes on to it. It does give it a tailored look. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Speaking of tailoring, do you recommend people taking their clothes to a tailor? 100%. And having it, say, I have heard that yeah. where it's like, you find yourself a tailor and let that person yeah. be your best friend because yeah. then it's because so often off of the rack does not fit every, every yeah. body. And a big problem a lot of women have, including me, is that our hips are wider and our rear is wider. And then they'll make pants to fit like more bodies. They'll just have the waist be wide. But then you always have to buy a bigger size to fit yes. your rear and your thighs. And 
that's annoying and it doesn't look as, you know, it's either sagging down or it's falling down or you have to belt it and crunch it. So just take it to a tailor and have them take in that waist and you'll feel so much better and you'll look more polished. So the tailor of polishing things, even if you, if you catch on to this three, four sleeve length thing, and especially if you have shorter legs and you, that's revolution, revolutionizes your style, rather than roll every single shirt up, just go take them in and get them tailored. And that what that does is it just gives you this polish and the chicness that nobody can quite identify how it is or why it is, but that woman who's effortlessly chic, it's, it does take effort and she does have a tailor, I guarantee you. <laughs> it's funny that you were talking about the, the pants because today I was getting my son dressed and I had him in little khakis because he was coming with me to the office to do a little bit of work. And um, they have like the elastics inside. Yes. And I, I was just like, that. when did we stop doing this? Because pants never fit properly. I know. I love that so, perfect. so much with the kids' pants. That was the perfect feature. Why can't they do that yes. for adults, for grown women? Why, yeah, you get why at some age is this no longer acceptable? So, you know, you go shopping and if you're looking for everything to fit right off the rack, oh my goodness, it's going to take so much more time. You're going to take time. You're going to be searching and searching and searching. At some point, you just kind of have to weigh out, you know what, if I found these pants and they just need a little tailoring in the waist, and then I just, rather than take those extra hours and hours to keep searching and never find anything, if I just take that time and I just turn it into 30, $20, you know, $15, whatever your tailor is going to charge to take your waist in, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. It saves you time. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, now what, what are some of the ways then that people, I'm assuming all of your courses are offered online. Mm -hmm. That's just like the way the world works. So then yeah. do you offer like full on consultations online? Am I taking my camera into the closet to be like, here, here is my <laughs> world, fix it. Well, yes, how do those yes. sessions sort of work? Yeah, well, what I have kind of specialized in, and I actually did this a few years before pandemic, which was really fortunate because I had moved from, my AirPod might go out, so I'm just going to pop one in the other ear. I had moved from Los Angeles, where that's a pretty central place, and there's a lot of people there. I had moved to back to my small town in Northern California. So at that point I said, how can I still help women all over the world? So I started an online style coaching program. And that has been such a joy because I coach groups of women and uh, lead them through this seven step process that I've been telling you about. And it takes some time, you know, so it's not overnight. Women are busy, we have so much going on. So if you could just spend a few hours, you know, every week or two learning this new principle, trying it out in your wardrobe, doing a little bit of shopping if you can, taking some pictures, uploading, you know, it just allows people to kind of fit it into their lives and really learn what they need to learn to make style fun and easy and beautiful. So I, I do it in groups, group style coaching, and I train apprentice stylists from all over the world who work with my clients more personally, like hands-on, and of course, I, I did a lot of that personally, but now I'm training other stylists to work virtually because it's such a wonderful 
method. And then you get to do it in community with other women who are also on a style journey. You know, they're in that Facebook group together and we have live group coaching calls where I can give feedback on, on the process, the discoveries, but it is, it's, I use some online templates. So it's a process of like learning, watching videos, but then taking pictures of yourself. I, I teach you how to take a great full length selfie, right? And um, everybody sultry, needs to know how to yeah, do the, the sultry selfie guide is part of my course. And uh, then you can really see through the pictures, like, how's it looking? How did I apply this concept? And, and then you have this permanent um, digital, your million dollar lookbook that it's like a guidebook that everything you learned and discovered and through this experience, through this style coaching experience, you get to keep it and refer back to it. So that's how I do it. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. Would you like to play a game? Yes. It is called Open Up. So it's just a few rapid fire questions. Okay. And just so people can get to know a little bit more about Aaron. Okay, fun. If you could win any award, what would it be and why? Ooh, I would want to win an award for innovation. I don't know. I like innovating. <laughs> I like that. What is at the top of your bucket list? Uh, a tropical vacation very soon. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh. Yes. Tropical beach. Sunshine and yeah. people bringing you endless drinks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got the pool and you got the beach. Yes. <laughs> Leaving my house. That's... <laughs> That's getting to close up by there. myself, completely yeah. by myself, right? <laughs> That's terrible. After being with people. Inside. Well, this is funny. The other day, like looked at my husband and I was like, I love you. I don't think we're supposed to spend this much time together. Right? Right. I mean it. Nothing on you, but this has been a lot of time. Sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. Absolutely. <laughs> What would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Wow. I think it would have to be just my kiddos. Yeah. My kids. I love my kids. I'm proud of them. And that's my ongoing biggest project ever. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. It's so the most reward, even on the hardest of moments, it's the most rewarding. Mm -hmm. What is the first thing you notice about someone when you first meet them? Ooh, I'm going to say facial expression, like their smile, their eyes. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I just see the face. Yeah. So like the genuineness, the connection. What is something that makes you laugh out loud? Oh, I've got like that twisted, awkward humor, of like the office. Like I just love those awkward moments <laughs> that all you can do is laugh. Like the yes. office TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I love those unexpected, crazy stories. And that's what my family and I, you know, if we come home, we're at dinner, we're sharing about our day or our week. Like the best moments are when we're like, oh, guess what happened to me today? <laughs> and it's always like that crazy, awkward moment that, you know, you see on movies and TV and those are the best. Yeah, but we, I feel like we're very much like that as well. And it's those <laughs> things where like, nobody else is really going to laugh, but totally you can't stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh wait, I just lost my, uh,
get my preferences. I lost my. Okay, I, I should have you now. Okay, perfect. So yes, those are that's what makes me laugh the most and sharing those moments with my kids and family. Oh, I love that. Now, where can people find you? It's pretty easy. It's my name, erinmathis.com. Oh, yes. the easiest. And I will link that as well. Yeah, um, and I have this free guide that I would love to give your listeners. It's um, my top five tips to up-level your look. I mean, okay. like literally the top five, like every client has to know this, you know, you get it for free. So so I'll give you the link and uh, it's a freebie that they can have. And oh, perfect. Get, so just get into action and apply some things to get fast results. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and thank yeah. you so much for, for chatting this evening. Thank you so much to Erin for joining me on The Mom Files. As a woman, I know I have often struggled with figuring out my fashion identity. The style guide is such a great asset to have. Be sure to check out the show notes to find the link for your free copy just for being a listener to The Mom Files. That's this week's episode of The Mom Files. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Show us some love by subscribing to our podcast and follow along on Instagram at danielle.delaney613 or visit the blog at littlesummerbee.com. Thanks for listening.